Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello there. Welcome to the program. My name is Gary Zimak. Come on in. Make yourself at home. Today on the show, we're going to look at the Mass readings for the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Here's the message. It's a good message. This is a message that should bring you comfort today. The message is, it's never too late for God's mercy. God is merciful, and whenever we come to Him to ask for mercy, to ask for forgiveness, to ask for help, whatever it is, we can count on the fact that He will be waiting Some come early, some come a little later, some come very late. Some people come at the very end of their lives to the Lord to turn to him and ask for his mercy. But whenever we do it, we can count on the fact that he is going to be there for us. That's what we're going to hear as we look at these mass readings for the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The message is clear that if we call out to the Lord, he is going to be there for us. That's good, isn't it? He's going to be there for us if we call out to him. And again, I'm so glad to be able to to join you once again this week. You know, I I was thinking not too long ago, I'm not sure how many years I've been doing this program, but it's been a while now. And I want to thank you for being so faithful for your support, your financial support, your prayers, your, uh, your, your words of encouragement. I am very grateful. And I just want you to know, I always manage, I try to manage to say this, at the end of the program, I, I pray for you every day, but I want to say it at the beginning of the program today. I really do. You are in my prayers. The way I look at it, you and I are walking together through life. I just try to, as best as I can, on these programs, look at the Mass readings for the particular Sunday that we uh, that we happen to be in, and, and try to ask the Holy Spirit, what should I say about these readings? Because I, I believe... And it's, this is not just my view, this is the view of the church as well, that these readings are relevant. And it can be sometimes too easy to ignore their relevance because there's a little little digging you have to do. And what I try to do is, again, as best as I can, with all of my ability, you know, that however limited that may be, is to find some relevance in these readings and try to relay that to you so that the Lord can speak to us in ways that really will affect our lives. That's that's what these readings are all about. I mean, I mean God speaks to us through the Bible not just to 
teach us general concepts, but he, he really wants to help us with our daily lives. And that's, that's what I try to do. And judging by your comments, I get a lot of good comments about this program. I, I, I guess I'm kind of succeeding. And for that, I am grateful. I'm going to keep doing this for as long as I can. But I did want to, as we started, thank you for all of your support. It does mean a lot to me. All right, before we go on, let's turn to our Father in Heaven. Let's pray. Let's ask him to help us to bless this time that we spend together. I'm going to ask him, as you'll notice, to inspire me so that I give you the right message. All right, so let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, thank you for being here with us. You know, Father, sometimes we launch into praying without even really giving any thought to the fact that you are present with us. I think we... I know I do. I need to spend more time realizing that and understanding that you're with us, you're listening to these words, and that you'll respond in some way. So I I just want us all to remember that, I think, today, uh, especially me. Father, we turn to you and we acknowledge your love for us. We acknowledge your omnipotence. You're bigger than any problem we can ever face. We acknowledge that you're present with us always, wherever we go. You're omnipresent. We acknowledge, Father, that you care about what we have to say. You're merciful. We understand that. You care about what we have to say, and if we turn to you with our needs, you're going to answer in some way. We believe that, Father God. So we turn to you today. We thank you for this opportunity to address you. We thank you for the opportunity to call you Father. We thank you for allowing us to present our problems to you. And Father, we ask you to bless us today, to bless our friends and family and those people we will encounter of the course of today and in the course of the upcoming week as well. Please use us as your instruments. Work through us to draw others close to you, Father. Please give us the grace that we need to avoid committing any sins. Give us the grace we need to Acknowledge our wrongdoing and ask for your forgiveness for any sins that we may have committed. Father, I ask that you send your Holy Spirit to come alive in me today, to give me the message that I should share on this program. And Father, please open all of our hearts and all of our minds so that we can hear the message you have for us and be willing to act on it and put it into action in our lives. Father, we ask this in the most holy and sacred name of Jesus Christ, who is your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you so much for praying with me. Again, my name is Gary Zimak. We're going to be here for the next, what, uh, 20-some minutes or so. As we look at the Mass readings for the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Before I go any further, I need to take a sip of my beverage du jour. Today I got a nice hot cup of black coffee. A lot of times I have a glass of water, but today I got some black coffee. That's going to help get me through the program. Hey, if you want to find more about my ministry, followingthetruth.com is my website. While you're there, make sure you sign up for my daily Email reflection, let not your heart be troubled. You can find out about my books there. You can make a donation. And you can also invite me to speak at your parish. That's all happening at followingthetruth.com. All right, let's go to these readings for the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. 
And if you're a, a, a listener who's been here before, you understand that I always begin with the gospel on this program. We let the gospel lead the way, and then we use the other readings to back up the gospel message. If you're not a regular listener, this is your first time, welcome. That's what we do on this program, and I think it really helps to set the tone. We give the gospel the place of prominence that the church indicates that the gospel does have. It is, all of scripture is inspired by God, but the gospel, the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they are special. They are extra special because it's from the gospels that we learn about the life of Jesus Christ. So we're going to begin with the gospel. The gospel is Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. What we're going to hear today is a parable. Jesus is telling a parable or a story. And the reason he tells these parables is he tries to make a point, and he wants his listeners, that's you and me, to understand something. Uh, and, he, and he uses a story to help illustrate that. So, Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16 begins like this. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace And he said to them, you too go into my vineyard and I will give you what is just. So they went off and he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. Now, can, can you imagine yourself in this position? Here you have been there from the beginning of the day, slaving in the vineyard, You come to get paid, and you're going to get the same as the guy who showed up at 5 o'clock at the end of the day. It's not fair, right? Well, let me read on. On receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden and the heat. And he said to one of them in reply, My friend, I'm not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first, and the first will be the last. Oh boy, God is not fair. Did you ever hear that? You look at this story and you think like, oh my gosh, this 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 is this is a story of if this is supposed to be God, then he is not fair. And you know what? That's absolutely right. God is not fair. God does not give us what we deserve. Ooh, that's profound, right? But it's the truth. He doesn't give us what we deserve. He gives us so much more. And the thing is, as we read this story, this is a troubling parable, isn't it? It annoys us because we're so used to 
being able to say, I did X amount of work, I should get X amount of dollars. If somebody did less work than me, they deserve to get less. And here we have the Lord repaying the people who came or paying the people who came early in the day the same amount for their work as the people who came at the end of the day. It doesn't seem fair. But see, the point here is God is merciful. God isn't fair. He's merciful. Because fair means if I work this hard or if I do this much, I can earn a reward from God. We don't earn anything. What we get is grace. And this is a hard concept for us to grasp. But, you know, it becomes important if we realize that oftentimes we're that laborer who shows up at the last minute. I'm a relatively late convert. And when I say convert, I don't mean I converted from a different Christian denomination. I've been Catholic all of my life. But my internal conversion happened not all that long ago. 20 years ago, maybe. A little, little less than that. And it was an ongoing process. But there were people who have given their life to the Lord from the time they were very young. Even though I was baptized, I didn't make the commitment. I didn't take my faith seriously. I didn't take my relationship with Jesus to be very serious until not, again, not all that long ago. So it's not a matter of fairness. It's a matter of God's mercy, his infinite mercy. And that's going to bug some of us. Because the world here doesn't work that way. But again, if you're that person who is really dependent on the extra mercy that God wants to give, then all of a sudden you're not going to question his fairness. You're just going to be happy that you get this free gift of God known as grace, which will enable you to make it to heaven where you can live with him forever. And for a lot of us, we're not going to fully appreciate what heaven means until, God willing, we get there. Because we can't fully understand heaven. There's a lot about heaven, which is mystery. But once we get there, then we'll begin to appreciate, wow, this place is really great. So, you know, this parable is one of the many ways that Jesus really turned things on their head. He, he would do this all the time with these stories. And these parables really stretch the listeners. And again, if you, if you remember how we started this, he directed this to his disciples. That's us. That's you and me. So this is directed to us. Now, let me read these other readings. None of them are too long. I'm looking at them right now. They're relatively short. So we're going to have no problem getting through. Yeah, these are, these are really short. We're going to have no problem getting through them today. But we'll talk about them and see how this message is an absolutely positive, good news message. I mean, everything from the Bible is can literally be called good news or positive, but some of the messages are a little harder than others to really, you know, sometimes it's some, we got to dig a little bit to really find the positive aspect of the message. Now, there's a chance you could look at that gospel and get a little troubled by it, but wait till I do the first reading, the responsorial psalm, and the second reading, Let's, and then we'll tie it all together. First reading, Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 through 9. And I want you to hold that thought about God, really. I mean, that's the message Jesus is trying to, to get us to understand. Being infinitely mercy 
and merciful and paying the one who got in at the last minute, rewarding, I should say, the one who got in at the last minute, the same amount as he gave the one who has been working throughout his, you know, throughout the day, but, but really throughout his life, right? Same, because it's God's mercy. God's going to be merciful in the way that he wants. And, and that's the message that was, um, we don't earn God's mercy. That was the message in the gospel. The first reading, Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 9. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he is near. Let the scoundrel forsake his way and the wicked his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy, to our God, who is generous and forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, I'm sorry, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. That's God speaking. And that message, because I kind of messed it up a little bit when I was reading it, God says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. In other words, what the Lord is saying in this, this, this passage from the book of the prophet Isaiah, what the Lord is saying is that I'm God. I don't operate in the way that you operate. I'm smarter than you. You're never going to be able to figure me out completely. So that's what God's saying to us all. He works differently than we do. He repays or he pays these workers in the vineyard in maybe a different way than you and I would. We might pay the people who got there last less money than the people who have been working all day. But God says, whenever you come to me, you're going to receive my mercy. Everyone will get the same amount. Because, you know, so many times in this world, it's who you know. It's the connections you have. It's what your family name is. It's being in the right place at the right time. That's how the world works. But that's not the way God works. God is merciful. And if we turn to him and ask for mercy, we're going to get it. He's not going to hold it against us that it took us a long time to turn to him. And I think that's a good message for us all. Because we don't earn God's mercy. God's mercy is freely given. Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 145. This is a good one. The Lord is near. To all who call upon him, if you need mercy, if you need God to help you, turn to him. He's not far away. He will help you. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. And you know, when we looked at that um, that uh, first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, My ways, God said, are not your ways. His greatness is unsearchable. We are limited with our our limited human knowledge and intellect. We're only going to come so close in understanding God. That's because he's God. That's a good thing. If we could fully understand God, then we would be God. He wouldn't be God. 
But, you know, as humans, we we struggle with that because we want to be able to understand everything that God does. Sometimes we're just not going to be able to figure it out. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. He's good to all, including the latecomers. His mercy is infinite. The Lord is just in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him and to all who call upon him in truth. He's near to those who call upon him. Lord, have mercy. Lord, help me. Lord, forgive me. He's going to hear those cries for help, those cries for mercy, and he's going to answer them. No matter how long you waited. Now certainly you don't want to wait to turn your life over to the Lord. To make sure that you've sought his forgiveness. You know, and, and the best way to do that is through the sacrament of confession. And certainly if you have a mortal sin on your soul, that's necessary. But even for venial sin, the sins the church teaches, confession is very effective. Because we receive grace in the sacrament of confession. We receive grace to be able to fight against these sins in the future. You know, venial sins hurt the Lord too. Sometimes we don't don't realize that or we don't want to think about that. We think it's no big deal. Any sin is a big deal. Because what sin is, sin is preferring our will over God's will. I want what I want. God, I don't care what you want. That's what sin is. So, you know, that's really bad. Jesus died for all sins, including those little ones that sometimes we brush off. So we want to really do our best to root out any kind of sin in our life, and confession is a great way to do that. All right, so we did the first reading. We did the responsorial psalm. Let's look at the second reading. It's from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 1, beginning in verse 20. And Paul writes this, Brothers and sisters, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, life is Christ and death is gain. If I go on living in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. And I do not know which I choose. I am caught between the two. I long to depart this life and be with Christ, for that is far better. Yet that I remain in the flesh is more necessary for your benefit. Only conduct yourselves in a way worthy of the gospel of Christ. Now, you know, there's a number of different ways we can look at this second reading and how it ties into the gospel in the first reading. We're talking about God's mercy here. And implied in this second reading is the fact that there's a reward that waits for us in heaven. Paul's expressing his opinion that I long to depart this life. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be on earth. I want to be with Christ in heaven because he really appreciates the value of a relationship with Christ and the eternal reward that waits for him in heaven. He, he appreciates that. He wants to get there. But Paul recognize, recognizes the fact that he remains here on this earth because it's necessary for him to do work for the Lord. 
And that's great that he can recognize it. And I think really that's what all of us can assume. If the Lord lets you wake up today and you're still in this world, then he's got a plan for you today. He, he wants us all to work in the vineyard. You know that, that parable we read in the gospel, the workers in the vineyard. They're not standing around idly. They are working in the vineyard. And again, some go to work in the vineyard. And what's working in the vineyard? It is sharing the good news of Jesus Christ in some way. You know, a lot of us, we do it with our work. We do it with our home life. Sometimes people like me sometimes do it in a public way. Um, A number of different ways to share the gospel, to live the gospel. I think that's a more accurate way to put it we're called to work in the vineyard. Some of us don't get to work until it's a little later in the day. That doesn't mean we don't get, we won't receive a full reward because we're not rewarded for the good works that we do. We're we're rewarded because we cooperate with the grace that the Lord gives us. We cooperate with that grace, which leads to good works, But it's not a matter of us doing it. You know, sometimes that's a hard concept. It's a very um, fine line that that we have to recognize that, yes, I do have to do something. In order to get heaven, I am expected to do something, but I'm not earning it. I'm not working for it and cashing in my ticket at the end of my life and say, all right, you have to give me heaven, God. What we do is we receive grace. The Lord receives grace, and then he expects us to cooperate with that grace, to go out and work in some way. You know, for, for some of us, we might be doing it in the home. We might never leave the house. We can still work. We can still pray. There are things you can do. Call up somebody. Send a nice email. You know, there are things we can all do to work for the kingdom, even if we can't leave the house. But really, what we're doing is cooperating with the grace that God gives us. And with his help, we're doing good. We can't earn heaven, but we can sure mess it up. And that's what we want to be careful we don't do. So the message today is God is infinitely merciful. He's there. He's there. He's waiting to help us. But we need to ask for that help. Lord, give me the grace. To, to be able to do this or that, whatever it may be. I had a situation earlier this week that was a difficult, a difficult family situation. I needed to pray because I knew it was going to be difficult to say some things that um, I didn't really want to say, didn't know how to say them. So I did ask the Lord for help. He did come through. He did give me the words. It doesn't always take away the pain. Sometimes it's still difficult to say certain things. It might be difficult to do certain activities. It might be difficult to deal with uh, particular circumstances uh, that we may be facing, but he gives us the grace to get the job done. And he can also give us the grace to experience peace in the midst of that, um, that difficulty, wherever it may be. So call out to him. It's never too late to experience the Lord's mercy. And that's the message today. It's not too late for you. It's not too late for me. Let's, today is that day. And if you've never done it, today is that day to say, Lord, please help me. Please help me get through this. Help me to serve you better. Today is that day. We are just about out of time. I want to thank you for listening to the show today. If you have any questions, please email me at gary at followingthetruth.com or you can go directly to my website, followingthetruth.com. 
you want to send me an email and let me know what you think of the program, please do so. I'd like to know where you're able to, where you listen from. Is it the podcast? Is it over the air? I'd really like to know that. If you ever need anything, please contact me. Let me know. I'm praying for you. I said it at the beginning. I'll say it at the, get, at the end. I'm praying for you every day. If you'd please pray for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Again, thanks for your donations. Thanks for your support. If you want to leave a donation, I would greatly appreciate it for my ministry. Followingthetruth.com is the place to go. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really look forward to joining you next week. I hope you have a fantastic week. Remember, God's mercy is infinite. If you call out to him, he's going to be there. You can count on it. God bless you. Talk to you next time.